less posting it on our website. Hey, hey, did you guys hear? It's the Amy Slime Podcast. It's the Amy Slime Podcast, episode number 85. And I am your usual host, Jared. And today we are joined by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. YOLO. YOLO. He's YOLOing all of the way. Uh, Mr. Michael Mahoney. I'm not even going to live once. And Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey. And Lucio Lorenzino is not presently in America because. But he... maybe maybe next week we'll be joined by Max Reed. I mean, he's I hear, he's, I hear he's, he's free. He's free, and you know, I'm sure he would love to work for us. Here of course. Time. So Max, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, uh, shoot us an email. Contact at enemyslime.com. Um, we don't, I mean, let's be honest here. We don't write as many articles as your but we, But we do, we do out gay people all the time. Yeah, I mean. Like, like did you know George? That guy's gay. George. George? Totally George, gay. George Clooney? William, yes. he's gay. Huh. Rose, you better believe she's gay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I knew that one. Um. Uh, May's pretty gay. May? Yes, May's pretty gay. I don't even know May. Oh, you know she's gay. Shit. Elton's not gay. <laughs> That's right. his big secret. I've heard Rodney isn't gay, but he did some gay things while he was in the Navy. And I want to make sure that we clarify, <laughs> that's, that's fine. All of that is fine. It's fine that you did that, and it would, be, it would actually be less fine if you hadn't done it. God doesn't think it's fine. <laughs> we should all be so lucky as to do something gay in the Navy. Speaking of gay in the Navy, who's been playing video games this week? I have. Jay, 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 Jay. What kind of games you've been playing? I've been playing all sorts of games. <laughs> I, that's what I hear. Um, it sounds like everyone has... Well, I guess, I guess Doug hasn't participated in um, this one game. That everybody, no. everybody else is enjoying. I, I, we, I guess we will save it for next week. I really feel like there's probably nothing to discuss about it, <laughs> except um, that I'm going to kill Lucio. I would just comment, and if you want to know what this is about, I guess you'll have to stay tuned next week to the Enemy Slime Podcast. With I would the samurai sword. I would mention that I'm so tired of hearing about it that I've muted the <laughs> chat for eight hour sessions at a time, <laughs> and really didn't miss much. So is that is that is that why you like totally ignored me on my Tony Hawk? Uh, probably because <laughs> i was like you know i have this this feature that i'm working on this terrible tuesday feature that i'm working on on tony hawk i said the article is about ready to go but i could do a video version of it i would like to see you do an ollie on video you would like to see me do an ollie on video yeah i mean you're always talking about your your footboard skate billy my, uh, skills uh, my my skate punk skills your skate abilities and my my skate abilities now you've got your new punk haircut um, I don't see, I don't see how you couldn't do a video, really. That's true. So I don't know. Right. Did you did you play ride? I, I I know that you've been playing all the Tony Hawks. Did you did you play ride? Do you have the equipment to play ride? I, I don't have the equipment to play ride. Is, is would you like to invest in it? I was. Go, is it something we should do? We might have to invest in it. We might have to invest in ride. It feels kind of fucked up, but. <laughs> There are, are used ride controllers for like three dollars somewhere. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want. I don't you wanna... could you could find you could find a shred one too. I think, you know, they got to be like what five bucks each. 
I mean, I was if those and, games and, were popular. And, and, and the shred board works with the ride board and vice versa and all that. Oh, wait. So, so shred also requires the board. Yes, yeah, Shred also requires the board. So they did it twice. <laughs> they did it twice. So it's actually really, uh, it's really, really funny. I guess, you know, by the time Shred came out, it was so close. It was like a year after Ride, and Ride sold um, something like one hundred and fifteen thousand copies. So Robomoto was locked into doing Shred. They had to do this game. They were doing snowboarding. They were supposed to do surfing, but I think that was cut. And they get a physicist. They get, like, an actual physicist. I believe his, his name is Dr. Young Tae Kim. Not only is he a physicist, he is a skateboarder as well. Like, he has this video game series. I'm sorry, this video series, The Physics of Skateboarding. And Robomoto said, come in, tell us what's wrong with our game, tell us how we can fix it. And Young Tae Kim basically told them that um, it was like playing rock band if you have a controller that only works half the time. <laughs> or something, something along those lines. Uh-huh. Uh, so Takeum gives them like a bunch of direction as to how to fix this game. And Activision and Robomoto are like, well, it's so close to release. There's really nothing we can do about your comments on this board. So we're going to ignore a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And they replay Shred a year, uh, like a year later. Shred only sold 3,000 copies. I know you knew that, Jared. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, <laughs> Runaway I, success. I would say, I don't want to say smash hit. But definitely smash. Definitely a smash. Def- I want, let's see if I let's see if I can find the young pink him quote really quick. I mean, that's, um, that's amazing. That it's pretty great. It's pretty great that they got him and they ignored him. I just feel like if I if we got you a ride board, like what would you do after you played ride? I, I mean, I guess kill yourself. <laughs> it doesn't really seem like there's any other. Wouldn't playing Ride just put I, a new spin on life so that everything, like every day, is just a, a blessed gift from God? <laughs> so that you could just live. <laughs> it's like a near death experience. I, um, it, shit, I it very well may be. Okay, well, Ride is $35. Um, oh, no, 29 if we buy it on PlayStation. But let's take a look at Used. Used starts at 50 cents, so this is promising. <laughs> So I've actually seen videos of people converting their ride boards into actual skateboards <laughs> and riding them. Well, it is cheaper than a skateboard. It is much cheaper than a skateboard. Let's see what's the cheapest I can find here. It looks like it looks like nobody wants to let it go for less than twenty bucks. The fifty cent guy has seventeen dollars shipping. Ah, real clever. But I'm on to you. Oh, here we go. Sixteen dollars from Amazon warehouse deals. Okay, I will. I will consider this. <laughs> I will consider this. I feel like that money would be better spent on like a homeless person to let them buy crack. <laughs> like ah. like to give it to them with the explicit instruction that they buy crack. I still feel like I would be contributing to the world more. You could kill 20 homeless people with $20. I mean, god. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know I play ride. I know you will. I know you will. I, you know, I'll attempt to play it. I'll put it that way. I'll attempt <laughs> to play it. Oh, man. I bet we could. I bet Shred without the board. I'll bet we can find that for real, real cheap. So, yeah, that, that should work. All right. Well, did you find the quote that you were looking for? I couldn't find it, unfortunately. Yeah, that's okay. Let's, uh, let, let's. I, I just, I just know that he basically told them that their game was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he, I don't know that he was wrong. I'm sorry, Tony Hawk people. 
What are they called? Robo. But Tony, but Robo Tony Bobo? Hawk says it's great. Robo Moto. Robo Moto. Tony Hawk says it's great. Oh, does he? Yeah, he, that's in my uh, article too. Oh. That one I can get real quick. Hold on. Doesn't Tony sound Hawk like he'd be himself. the type of person who would say something is great when it's not actually great. <laughs> yeah, Tony. I thought he was more trustworthy I, than that. I was watch. I was watching some video um, the other day of his kid Riley Hawk riding around in a Sion. Mm-hmm. And basically treating it like it's the greatest car in the world. So Tony Hawk's quote on this game was, Most snarky critics had their mindset before ever seeing playing the game. I'm proud of what we created. It's innovative, responsive, and fun. It's innovative? I mean, I guess it is. Nobody ever thought about standing <laughs> on a piece of plastic. I Nobody mean, ever thought of standing on a piece of plastic that doesn't work most of the time. Did it, <laughs> did it come out before or after the Wii Balance Board? I'm trying to think. That's a good that's a cool question, actually. And could you play Ride with a Wii Balance Board? <laughs> so the Wii Balance, the Wii Balance Board was released. So it came out after the Balance Board. I mean, let's back up even further. Does Why doesn't it have Kinect support? <laughs> I feel like if you're going to create the ultimate skateboarding experience, you really need the Kinect. And a Zapper <laughs> controller. We, we, had a, we had an Apple TV set up to watch like, like movies on in my house and stuff, and we, yeah. we got rid of it. We, had to, we moved it to a different TV. And so we switched back to watching stuff on the Xbox One. And it seriously took like one episode of television before I like stretched my arms and activated the Kinect and like fast-forwarded with my hand. On accident. <laughs> it was great. I love you, Connect. I wish you could be in everything. The Xbox One is just, just a great, great product. It's they really they really just, you know <laughs> lots of, of good games to play and fun for everyone. Knocked it out of the park. In the world. And joy and laughter. <laughs> Alright, well, let's talk about something that's good. Uh. Let's let's spend a little bit of time on. Um, I think the best out of the three games that you said you played, Jay, is probably her story. Does that sound right? Um, I guess more or less. Yeah. I mean, where maybe not, maybe not so much. I would. I think calling it a game is a little generous. So walk me through what happens in in her story. What am I doing? So you open the application, mm-hmm. and you're on some kind of shitty, outdated computer. Okay. Police precinct computer. And you basically left a note that says, you know, use this use this uh use this this in- interface to find this woman's story. Like you can sort the clips by search phrases and all that kind of stuff. And that's it. You're just searching for clips and you're watching them and you're piecing together the story. Good. That that's the game, huh? <laughs> That's literally it. So obviously something like that hinges a lot on the quality of the um, acting and the writing and pacing and things like that. And I, yes. I presume, based off your review, that those things were were relatively up to par. Relatively, the actress is a little raw. Uh huh. Um, you know, I you know there are definitely clips you can tell. Oh, they definitely shot this on the first day because. Uh, you know, she's rough and raw and all that kind of stuff. And there are other clips you can tell they shot it later on. And I would say uh, the writing the writing is pretty strong. I think the writing is good in the sense that it subverts your expectations a little bit. So when you go in, you're kind of like, oh, I've seen every episode of CSI. I've seen every episode of Law & Order. I know how these things work. 
you know, I'm going to search shit like blood and murder weapon and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm going to bust her. And you quickly find out, you know, as you search those basic terms, as you try and outthink the game, you'll start stumbling on more and more stuff. And those searches will start to um, be the broader and broader in terms of what it returns. So you have to really start listening to keywords. You have to really start listening to names. And entering those keywords will bring you maybe to a part in the story that you really didn't expect. And I could say there are maybe two major turns in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and could I, you so you could potentially like hit those out of order or you could potentially hit those in out of order but I think there are like key clips that make things make more sense right um, it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it kind of but so but, it centers around a murder then I'm, I'm assuming right yes it centers around a murder a murder that we're under the initial impression at least that she may have done yes. committed yes. okay Gotcha. But so, I don't know, like, you, you described a few, like, Easter eggs and things like that. Maybe not Easter eggs, maybe that's not the right term, but flavor stuff, right? Like, like you uncovered, like, a, a game on the computer that you could play. So, yeah, there's like, a, there's, like, a Minesweeper game that I guess someone emulated and then threw in the trash. I'm not sure why you would emulate that. I think the, co- I think the coolest thing is there are certain clips, you'll watch them, and then you'll get a musical cue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other ones, you get something that I can only describe as like a jump screen um, or jump scare. It'll be kind of this lady reflected in your monitor. It'll look like she's right behind you or something, whatever. So you'll get that in key clips. And I think the first time you see it, it kind of scares you. I'm not sure it's meant to frighten you, but that's the effect it has, right? Because <laughs> you're, here, you're, you're, you're here watching this thing and it's not meant to scare you, but there it comes. There comes this woman out of nowhere. Uh, jump a little bit, and then it'll kind of keep happening depending on what you trigger. Like, like I think the music and I think those images of that woman are meant to be using the story like, oh, you stumbled upon something big. Um, and once you clear a certain number of like the main clips, like there's there are like there are like a ton of clips to sh- to sort through. Um, but once you get a certain number of key clips, a little instant messenger will pop up. And it'll say, hey, when you're done, just message me yes, and we'll go out and get food or whatever. And then, you know, you'll, mess- you'll message that you're done, and um, you'll get one last little tidbit of story that ties everything together, and the end credits will roll. And then you get food. Mm-hmm. What kind of food? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Wait, no, spring rolls. Nobody was really wondering about the game. Uh, up until we got to what kind of food are you eating? Well, Jay solved the case, so I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about what he ate. I mean, could yep. that maybe that's the next case. Mm, the <laughs> case of the hidden salami. <laughs> so this is only what six dollars? Five, I think. Four ninety nine, right? Yeah, five yeah, ninety nine for yeah. Steam. Um, I mean, it, it kind of piques my interest, especially because of that full motion video aspect to it. Um, cause I used to really like a lot of FMV games back in the day. Yeah. Even though they're, even it's... though they're so dumb in so many <laughs> ways, um, there's still a part of me that, that wants to nostalgia out a little bit and play a game like this. I, I mean, I think there are like a couple of clips in there where you get like a real aha moment. Like, you know, you'll just get one thing and it makes you think of the story one way 
and then you'll get another thing and you start to think of the story in a totally different way and you'll get like one more clip and you're like oh okay this is what's really going on now i get it mm-hmm. um and it's, it's a pretty nice kind of feeling. It's it's like, you know, um, yeah, I can't really describe it other than that. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, those are the fun games, the ones that you literally can't talk about without ruining them. <laughs> Definitely the best game. So would you recommend it to a casual observer? I, I think I would. To, I, I like the story. I mean, so I yeah, like... I'm really like, only going to play it once, though, you know? Yeah, I, I guess that could definitely so, be a hang-up. You got you got to know you're definitely going into this as like you're buying a short story essentially is what you're doing. So and would someone who likes to play Call of Duty, would they just <laughs> love this game? Uh they might hate it a little bit. But could you level up after getting enough headshots? You know what, sure. Would they <laughs> call it yes. gay? They might <laughs> They wouldn't call it that because people don't talk like that anymore, Doug. Oh, would they call it what do, what do kids say now? Uh, kids say, like, that's hella whack. Oh, okay. Would they call it hella whack? Yeah. Hey, hey, watch your language. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, isn't that how they talk now? I was I was hearing about it from, like, Life Fucking is Strange. <laughs> Dad, yo. No, you can't say retard either. Oh, my God, you guys. There are so many words that you can't say. Well, it's okay, right? You definitely can't say that one. Oh, that's, that's, the, be- that's the best one. That's the that's actually the the worst one that you could say now. That's the worst word you could say. Go what ahead. Yep. Can we still call people. Um, I mean, you could call uh, someone that if they were actually that. But not if they're not. But not if they're not. What if I say they're acting really? That's that. That's <laughs> worse. <laughs> well, reader, if you're if you're your listener, what don't we? What shouldn't we call you? I hope they're not reading this. If they are, it's probably on some kind of like website to quote the horrible thing that you said. Man, shame on you guys. All right, let me talk. Let me tell you about a game. Fuck. Yes, tell us about a game. All right, I played this game called Cradle. Have you guys heard of this one? I, I've been seeing it a, a ton. Okay, Cradle Everywhere. is uh, Cradle has been a long, long time in the making. It came out like. It was first announced or revealed in, like, 2012, something like that. So, I mean, I guess three years isn't that long. I I, I thought it was was 2011, actually. Oh, it could be. You know what? Actually, thinking about it, I think it had a 2012 release date originally. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is 2011. Either way, the game's been Mm. kicking around for a while. Um, It's this really kind of weird game. It takes place really far in the future. And or at least presumably, there's no like formal date that I can recall off the top of my head. But you wake up uh, out of nowhere inside a a yurt or or a little hut in the middle of the Mongolian hillside, and you open up your door and there's really nothing around. Um, there's some natural stuff like some trees, a, a body of water, uh, and then behind you, uh, behind your, your little hut, there is a gigantic abandoned theme park. Um, and so your job is to kind of figure out, like, how what what is going on? Who are you? don't even know who you are. You don't even remember that much. And so you're, you're left only with kind of hints that are scattered uh, throughout the yurt. And so, like, the very first thing that you do is you read a piece of paper on the desk, and the piece of paper asks you to make breakfast for... Uh, I can't remember the exact... I think his name's Ornots. I think that's okay. it. 
Yeah. It doesn't tell you what or who Ornots is. It just asks if you'll please make him breakfast. It's just a note, a little reminder left on the table. And it has the instructions to make Ornots breakfast. And so the instructions are basically put a put a pan on the furnace, uh, fill it with water, start the furnace to boil the water, uh, go down to the lake, get um, there. There's some berries, some fruit that grows on a tree down there. Grab the fruit, bring it back, cut it in half, put it in the water and then add some salt and then you're good to go. So some, wait, what? I'm, <laughs> it's a terrible recipe. <laughs> well, I, I, you come to find out that Ornats is not a person. It's a it's a bird, and a I, bird can appreciate good food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean yes, but Ornats Ornats Maybe he would have liked seem, oysters Rockefeller. Look, he didn't see. Actually, you know what? He didn't really eat a lot of the food once I gave it to him. But because it was shitty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here here's the here's the comparison that I want to draw here because. These tasks that I'm describing to you, they probably eat up about maybe like two and a half hours out of the first three hours that I've played. Oh, Jesus. It's all really... Mm. Well, no, no, no. Not, 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 just, just, not just making his food, but like it's all mundane shit like that. It's like make the food and then later on I have to go pick some flowers because I actually... It turns out that uh, I have a job where I go out and I rate flowers for how beautiful they are. I have a little device that I hold over them that scans them for beauty. And then I pick them and I put them that's in That's not this, a real job, I, I put them in a photocopier. I'm not no, showing you. It's a growing field. I put them in a photocopier and then... Ah, a growing field. And then I, and then I sell them to people. Uh, <laughs> it's... But here's the comparison I want to make, okay? Um, I really, really really like this game and it reminds me a lot in spirit of another game called sunset and it is basically (laughs) it's basically like the polar opposite where i'm essentially doing the most mundane boring shit but in sunset it's not interesting in any way whatsoever and in cradle it is so engrossing and um Every everything in the yurt can be can be touched. Like you can mess with almost everything in there. You can pick up everything. You can after you pick something up, you can throw it across the room, or you can try and set it back down where it was. And it's in sunset. It's like the exact opposite, right? Where everything's kind of bolted to the wall. If you can interact with something, it's just to uh, to click it and then see time pass or something like that. There's there's nothing you can pick up or play with or anything like that. So. To walk you guys through this, like my first goal is to put the to put the pan on the furnace, and so I get up and I start looking around, and I don't I don't see it anywhere, and so like part of this game is learning, like okay, here's the kitchen over here. If this were my kitchen, where would I put a pan? And so I eventually figure out that I can open up the cupboard, and I find it down in the bottom of of one of the cupboards, and so I I put it on the furnace, and then it's like okay, well now we have to light the furnace, and I um. I, I open up the door to the furnace. I, I have to put in some paper. I find some paper over in the corner. I crumple it up. I put it in. I put some wood in. I need to light it. I don't have a lighter. So I start looking around everywhere for a lighter. And I realize that I had found the lighter when I very first started and didn't realize that's what it was. And I threw it across the room. Um, and then I couldn't find it. And I had to, like, I eventually found it under the bed. I accidentally threw it under the bed. <laughs> Again, it's it's so and dumb. You're saying you enjoy but this? Thrilling. It was it was really it was really a lot of fun. I went I went down. There's there's not a lot of guidance, so like I went down to pick the fruit, and it's all up in this tree that I obviously can't get to. And um, the character just says something like, "Oh, I got to figure out how to get this fruit out of the tree." It's not 
not super helpful. Um, there weren't like any rocks or anything that I could pick up, it seemed like. And so I went back to the yurt and I picked up the tea kettle set and I took that down back to the lake and just threw like the tea kettle set at the fruit until they all came tumbling down and I was able to take them back to the hut. Now, now listening to the way you describe this, I'd presume that maybe throwing the tea kettle wasn't like the set way to do that, but they're just... Probably. I don't think there is a set way, though. I right, don't, I don't right. think so, there... So it's kind of an open-ended... Like maybe you, uh, maybe you burned a piece of paper that you w- would have wanted to have later or stuff like that. It, it felt like that. It felt like, like, I don't give a shit. Like, just get it down somehow. <laughs> I don't care how so, it gets done. So, so how's your robot companion coming along? So there is one of, the, one of the staples in the room when you wake up is there is a robotic woman over in the corner. And she's very much in a similar fashion where, like, if you walk up to her before you've figured out how to power her on, um, you will, you can almost, like, not completely disassemble her, but you can take a lot of her parts on accident and like lose them. So I lost her chest piece. <laughs> I no messed the most how. important part. I messed up. A, well, yeah. So I basically pulled off her breasts and then lost them somewhere. <laughs> it's not uncommon for me to Just lose shit in this game. Took them off into the woods and then you can't find them anymore. But she, you can, you can push a power button to wake her up, but she doesn't do anything. It's not until later when you find like her, her memory core or something that you can actually power her up. And she basically tells you like, Hey, um, you know, I, the, the story here, and I'm not, I don't think I'm spoiling too much here. The story is that there was this great virus that was infecting humanity and a number of people who were prone to the virus uh, purposely uh, transferred their bodies into androids, basically. And so she is one of those people uh, who transferred her consciousness into a robot body and she's lost her mem- She's lost bits of her memory as well. And so the two of you start kind of working together to try and repair her. Like, she's in a state of, of pretty heavy disrepair. She doesn't have legs. Her legs are just a flower vase. So we're going to have to fix that. Um, she can't see. Her, her, like, vision's all messed up. So we have to get her a new visor. Um, I guess the robots have to breathe. They don't, they don't have to breathe. But if they, if, they're not, if they don't have this, like, breathing implant they start to panic. And so your first like major quest is to find this breathing implant for her. Um, but it's, it's just so interesting to me because basically I'm, I'm sitting here with fruit. I bring the fruit back. I try to put it on the table, but the physics don't really play nicely and it rolls over onto the floor and I, I scatter around the room and I finally find a knife to cut the fruit in half. And I, I, I'm sitting there cutting fruit on the floor and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, this is so much better than sunset. <laughs> so so let me let me think let me let me ask what's what's the girl's name what's the robot's name uh oh shit um my name is Enabish I don't remember her name so, so let's say you get her part you get her memory core back up and working again and she starts crying and sobbing and you ask her what's wrong and she's like well I've never been fucked and you take her out to the ocean and throw it in the water and then you go oh you're fucked now. I mean that's. <laughs> I mean that's great, great joke. Um, I'll send that to the creators and see if maybe they'll put that in. I think my biggest okay, my biggest complaint about the game so far is it doesn't really let you know when the playable section is over. So I'm assuming that I reached the end of their preview build, but I don't actually know. 
And what I mean by that is it pops up with like a mission objective that's just blank and I can't seem to go anywhere. Yeah. So hopefully it's out, it's out in a few days. It, it is, but they, they did tell me in their initial email that I only had like uh like one third of the story or something like that. So Right, yeah, they did say that. But and um, here's here's what's kinda weird about it is if you watch the gameplay trailer, you'll see there's a little segment where the character is like rearranging cubes. They're in some kind of like yeah. cube room. Yeah, look, yeah, it's like some kind of, it's weird. It looks kind of like Tower of Guns. I'm going to reserve judgment until I've played more of the game, but it feels like that's actually where the bulk of like the gameplay is supposed to be. And if that's the case, I, I'll be a little disappointed because the world is like so fun to explore. When you go to these, there's there's only one mission in the in the demo I played, but you basically go to this like VR mission, and uh, it's kind of a puzzle, an action puzzle where you have to run around the room and rearrange these cubes. And that was easily the worst part of, of the demo. And I'm hoping I know they're going to have me do that again, but I'm hoping that maybe it's like a different rule set. If it's just the exact same game again, I'll be a little disappointed because it's it's not very fun. But navigating navigating the world is great. Like it feels really cohesive. The voice acting is a little off sometimes and, and maybe leaves something to be desired. But overall, like I fed a bird and I had a fabulous time doing it. Like, I, wow. re- I really enjoyed playing around and messing up that yurt. Uh, that sounds almost as exciting as getting married. Yeah, uh, <laughs> getting married ten billion times. Getting married ten billion times. You know, you kind of reminded me. I also played Dex. I forgot to talk about that one. Uh, so what is it? So that's about a gecko, right? Uh, no, you're thinking Gex. That's what you Dex. said. Does, oh, Dex. Dex is basically about female Adam Jensen. Oh, okay. And what does what does she do? She. Um, is running from the law and she gets into cyberpunk-related RPG antics. I'm not actually sure... Like, I know it started in early access. It doesn't look like it's early access anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's out of early access. Like, it says it's initial release. But it's so hard to tell. Like, it, it, uh, unfortunately, it looks a lot more promising than it actually plays. It's basically a side-scrolling platforming RPG. That's the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And you are some renegade woman who's on the run for the law, from the law for some reason. Um, and you end up doing all these tasks for all these random people that you meet on the way. That's all I can say on it. <laughs> it's got, uh, it sounds, it's got problems. Sounds pretty good. It's got, it's got some issues. Well, I mean, if you're really big into the cyberpunk, like there's not a whole lot in the cyberpunk category of video games. Once you really break it down and look at everything, it's, and there's not a lot of stuff going on. What was it? Um, what was it priced at? It's priced at twenty. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's not too bad. Like, and it's like I said, it's a it's a side scrolling action. It, she can punch her fist. She can get upgrades, use temporary weapons. Um, she has some kind of weird little hacking mechanic. I guess they call it an RPG. It's got a lot more platforming elements than just a double RPG. So would you, would you maybe compare it to like a, a Castlevania or something like that? Or not really? It doesn't really have the map aspect? Yeah, I, I mean, Castlevania is kind of right. And it's it's very easy to get lost. Like there's the very first quest you do, you have to figure out how to get through the sewers. And I ended up killing everyone in the sewers, as you do. Um, 
I retraced my steps. Just a normal day in the sewers. (laughs) Just a normal day in the sewers. I retraced my steps, and I end up having to do a different quest for a different guy in the sewers. And I realize I'm doing the quest for this guy to basically complete the same exact objective I had already done by killing everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's like one of those... It's an older type of RPG where it's kind of opaque and they don't really let you know what's going on and you have to figure it out yourself. Um, choose multiple paths, all that. So so it's a lot like Cradle. <laughs> well, not really, yeah. That's not really an exaggeration. Like, there's just, there's not a ton of guidance. Like, there's... Not, not a ton of guidance. You, ha- you have an objective point, but most of uh, the game is just, like, figuring it out yourself, kind of. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, I, and I know that... I know when I describe Cradle, it does not sound fun, but there is something there is something that is You're very no. There's there's something that really like is immersive about like there's there's a part where you have to find salt. <laughs> you have to find some salt. <laughs> And and you're basically you're that's, that's you're, really all I was hoping for from Snake Eater. And I you know you know you know you know Angela would just go to the store and buy salt. Would, I mean, there is no store though. You're in the Mongolian <laughs> hills. There's an eagle. So you think the Mongolians don't use salt? And the eagle, well, no, I know they do because I found it in the kitchen. But that's my point: is it's basically like every everything feels deliberately put together. And so, like when I needed a knife, I just kind of instinctively knew like where to go get the knife. I knew it was going to be in one of the drawers. You know, when you go to someone's house and you want like a cup for water. And you start like guessing what cupboard to open to get the cup for it's it's like a whole game of that. And no, I don't know what that's like. Well, it's very it's, it's very good. <laughs> I get I it right my cups on the, in first the bathroom try every time. If I I, I I ask the hosts of the house, I know I ask them where your cups. Well, I just go through their shit. I just open stuff up until I find it. I untie them and tell me where are the cups. <laughs> I, I here's what I'll say. I like Cradle a lot. I think it is uh, surprising. Uh, I didn't expect it to be the game that it is, for sure. Like, watching the trailer, it is not that game. At least it doesn't seem like it. Um, so the only consideration that I would maybe make it is... Seems like, it seems like a, a girl that freaks out a lot to some pretty good listening, uh, easy listening rock music. That's definitely not what's going on at all. Um, my only advice would maybe be that it... Um, it requires i don't even know that it requires it the the build i have does not run very smoothly so if you're on the lower end of the graphics card spectrum it may not even be an option i don't know but um mine mine definitely has quite a few hitches and i'm on a really new card so uh, hey hey if you if you if you if you took that lady that's in your house uh-huh and and you hung her up on the wall uh-huh what what do you call her Walda, uh, art, art, art. Isn't that a guy? Uh, well, okay. Here's one for a girl. Vandalay. If, if, if she has, if she has no arms and no legs, <laughs> and you put her, you put her between two buildings. What's her name? I don't. Skybridge. Alley. Uh, oh, I liked it. That's pretty funny. We're the best. Man, what what a great podcast. Good night, everybody. Oh, can't, shit. Can't top that. 
no, let's talk. Let's talk about the other couple of games. Hey, hey, well, well, make this the the cyberpunk podcast because everything else. I think I feel like everything we played is cyberpunk. Yeah, that's actually true. Everything that you've got on here really slants towards that. Um, yeah. So we got two left. We got Invisible Ink and Ronin. Which would you say is the better between the two? It's Invisible Ink. So let's save it for last. Let's talk about Ronin. Okay, so Ronin is basically a marriage of gunpoint and some other fucking shit. I forget what the comparison was. Um, I think I think you said Mark of the Ninja. I did say Mark of the Ninja, but you know, Mark of the Ninja, um, I don't feel like had this weird turn-based system. It's it's it turn-based. Not, yeah, it's turn-based stealth, right? Um, which Invisible Ink actually does turn-based stealth as well. It's funny how many of these games do turn-based stealth, but Invisible Ink actually does it well mm-hmm. i want to say and um ronin does not so first it doesn't feel very good oh super hot as well it reminds me of super hot where you have to like plan your moves ahead of time mm-hmm. and then perform them um but i feel like there's a lot of stuff that's lost in their simple control scheme that gets in the way of how the game is played that just makes it not fun to play um there is there's you move in real time for most of the game. A lot of it's real time platforming. A lot of it's jumping and getting the behind people and executing them and all that kind of stuff. But anytime you enter combat, that's when the turn based action takes a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And the transition is almost like never fluid. Like it always feels a little rough. Um, and it'll always kind of. Um, God, I'm, God, I'm getting stuck in my words here. What I'm looking for. Contain your jubilation. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it sounded like your complaints were largely based around the controls. Yes. So what? How does it control bad? Like what? What makes it control poorly? So a, a lot of your actions are done through jumping, right? Mm-hmm. Like almost everything in the game. Like you have to jump up onto the ceiling to avoid being spotted. You have to make some complicated jumps to get from point A to point B. It's the problem. My problem with the control is it does not read the mouse that well. Mm-hmm. So the mouse sensitivity is kind of um, a little bit lower than what it should be for a game of this type. Mm-hmm. So, for example, to you sometimes have to use a grappling hook. So to use a grappling hook, you have to jump and then use the mouse to quickly click on the point that you want to shoot in, shoot the grappling hook in the direction and go in that point. And at times you're clicking the mouse two, maybe three times. It's not always reading exactly where you want the grappling hook to go because it doesn't have that much reach. And you're missing the jump, like, a ton. You're trying up to, upwards to four or five times just to make sure that grappling hook gets in the right place and you're jumping in the right place. Um, and you might hook in, and she just doesn't have the momentum that you need to smash the window. So you have to do it again. You know, um, especially in that transition between real t- the real-time and the turn-based action It'll sometimes read the mouse before you've actually input a command, so you might be clicking her in her direction, and the game goes, oh, so clearly you're clicking on the jump and you're choosing her first jump. We're going to send her that way. The problem with that is the Ronin will die in one hit. Like, if an enemy hits her once, then she's dead. So if the mouse reads, if, you're, if, the, if the game reads the mouse, and you're pushing her in a certain direction, she's going to go ahead and get hit. Uh, you're going to die. You're going to lose that turn. Um... Is it is it something that would have been fixed with a controller? Uh, is it does it even have controller support? You know, that's a good question. I will try it out. I will try it out with controller support. Um, 
I'm not sure that it does have any controller support, though. I mean, if you're going to ship a game on the PC, you should have it work both ways, ideally. But yeah, but I would be curious because that seems like a pretty big omission. Um, But like Gunpoint is a game that almost like using a controller, I think, would be to your detriment. Like that that game really uh, makes the most out of having a mouse. Yeah, and it, and just and it definitely seems to ape gunpoint's gameplay just in every conceivable way. Mm-hmm. Um, from like the atmosphere, you know, you're an agent who's out to infiltrate buildings, and um, you know, to the point to the the fact that everything is based on the jumping and her having the ankle certain jumps and get in a certain direction. So. It really does feel like Gunpoint. It's like, I don't think it's like an unfair comparison. It's just Gunpoint with a little new trick and a trick that doesn't work that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I think the story is off-putting as well because it's like, oh, you're an assassin. Go here and kill people. And it's just not the most... It's definitely stylish, but it's, it's kind of like all style and no substance, I want to say. Like, in, in any other time that you see someone, oh, here's an assassin... Go kill people, be it maybe Gunpoint or I think I mentioned Kill Bill or anything that Clay puts out. Um, and there's almost always a good reason for it, right? It's not just, oh yeah, here's a ton of targets, go kill them. Um, there's some kind of, I don't know, there's something fresh and original in the style. This one just feels like it's copying a ton of other people and and not bothering to do anything original on its own. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean that's too bad because I I like the idea like the the concept seems cool to me, uh, so I'm I'm bummed that they didn't quite land it. But I I am curious. You'll have to let me know whether or not it works better with a controller. Um, uh, I'm not seeing any options for controllers. That's that's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a good sign. <laughs> so it works terrible with controllers. Uh, well, we didn't say that. Why? Um, as as a side note, I have to ask, just because if I don't ask, I'm going to forget. Um, have you guys seen anything about The Flock? Did you did you get this press release for this, or did it just come to me? What? I... Okay. It, it, was like, it was like back... It was five days ago that they announced it, but... No, um, apparently we're not important it, enough it, to hear about The Flock. This is, a, this is a crazy thing to me, and not a lot of people are talking about it. Um... There is a developer in the Netherlands uh, called Vogelslap. I think that's Vogelsap? Something like that. Um, they are creating a first person. They describe it as an asymmetrical multiplayer horror game. I don't know if you guys know what all those words mean when they're together. <laughs> I don't. I think I know what you're talking about. Do you know about this? Is this the one where like... If everyone dies, it's just done. Game shuts down after all players die. Yes. Like, for good? Yes. So the length of time that the game will be available for depends upon the death rate of the players. Wow. With each death in the game, one life will be taken from the flock's population, and when the flock population reaches zero, the game will never be purchasable again. Uh, So you have to buy this. Only players who have the flock in their Steam library. Yeah, it seems so. Only players who have the flock in their Steam library will then be able to partake in the yet-to-be-announced climactic finale. After the ending, the game will go offline permanently and no longer be playable. Boy, that sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a game I would never buy because I don't want to just say, oh, well, I can't play it anymore. I just bought it. Because you're guaranteed... Well, yeah, but so, like, I mean, that's kind of silly at the same time. Like, would you... 
If if a if a uh, if a band that you liked came to town, would you buy a ticket to see them? No, because concerts suck. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which band? Um, I'm trying to think of another. Well, I don't. I don't know. I let's see a band that Michael likes. Um, you too. No, probably Michael not. Michael loves you too, doesn't he? Probably not. I, I think it, oh, I think it just... depends on the price point of the block. Like if it's like five bucks, I can say okay, I, I might, I can check that out. But if they're asking like for twenty or something, they can fuck off. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a there's a price point where it works and and where it doesn't. Um, I I don't know that I think it's a terrible idea, but I, it is an idea I'm very suspicious of. Um, they almost have to give me like a free beta or something so I can play it. And I, see I if mean, I give a shit. It's like I, I I I like this direction that horror games are going, right? Like I like I mentioned obscure. We talked about um guys that we interviewed for our site. Um you know, I think until dawn works is supposed to work on a similar function. Like I like this idea that death is permanent and death is real because it is in horror movies too. Like by the time you get by the time you kill all the kids, like you here's a school bus going to the big football game and here's his axe murderer and he kills everyone. Uh, but the virgin, and she's the last one left. Like, that's how an actual horror movie goes. Um, so I like the idea that video games are starting to get this, okay, there are no restarts in horror movies. There are no restarts in horror books. Once you go crazy and die, that's it. Like, I really like that premise. Um, I just feel like there has got to be a better way uh, to harness it than people are trying right now. Like, the, the flock is a great idea for a gimmick. Right, but I'm not and it's, sure. it certainly is a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, the the PR company that sent this out actually called me about it too, and I asked them. I'm like, can you get me a price point for this? I'm very curious, and uh, they were they weren't able to get one. So, oh, I, you know, Slender, Slender, Slender. I think really helped kick that off, where everything was like, once Slender, once the Slenderman gets you, your game is done. Um. Have you guys seen that game that deletes your files? Which one is this? You have to be more specific. It's called Lose those, Lose. Those are called viruses. No, it came it came out back in like 2009. <laughs> it's called Lose Lose, and it's it's like a Space Invaders thing, but every Space Invader you shoot is actually a file on your hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so like you, so like you kill a guy. Uh, oh, it kill, is a virus. You'll, then. you'll kill a, a space alien, <laughs> and it'll actually be your favorite Bon Jovi MP3. You know, <laughs> how something like. Or uh, uh, Michael, I was trying to find a band that you might like that would come to town, and all I could figure was the Dapper Dance from Disneyland. So, oh yeah, they're coming. Man. They're coming through. With their, <laughs> wait, with, so wait, wait, if you told me far, after I died at a Dapper Dan concert, I couldn't come back. I'm still not going to go to the concert. But <laughs> before we get too far off from that, see, because I thought, I thought, you know, since Lucio just did his his uh, Yoko Taro thing, I thought you mentioned like Nair because you know Nair, if you play it three times, you could permanently delete your save for that game. That that article was very hard for me to edit because I have no idea who the fuck that guy is or what any of the <laughs> games Lucio's talking about are. So so Nair was an interesting game where basically I I didn't play much of it. I played I think maybe the first <laughs> hour of it and got bored. Um, but very I interesting. Do know, so it doesn't sound like an interesting game. <laughs> no, it's an interesting game because it's like you know it starts. Um, it, it's basically like the end of the world. Like you're the dad of some kid or whatever, and it. Somehow years later, or whatever you know, Yokotaro, he's like he's like weird guys. He makes very weird games. Um, anyway, at the point of it, 
by the time you finish the game the third time, you can unlock an ending in which you're told you're basically the reason the world is so fucked up and why it is the way it is. The only way to fix this is to kill yourself, right? To make to make sure that you never existed in the first place. And you can choose to do that. And what the game does is it deletes, not only does it delete that entire save file um, and deletes all that progress, you can never use that name that you used on that file again. So if I entered, like, say, the name Jared and I beat this game three times, I would never, ever, ever again be able to use the name Jared when playing that game. Does that matter? <laughs> it's emblematic, though. Um, I guess, right? What a weird... What? <laughs> I know, it's weird. <laughs> okay. Remember, remember, remember Lucio played Guard 3. Did he um, play it three times? He didn't play Guard 3 three times. Why would you play like anything three times? It. What's a game you guys have played three times? Uh, Chrono Trigger. I, don't I, I played that, that over three times. Okay, what else? Anybody else? Sunless Sea gives you a lot of incentive for playing more than once. Those like, hentai sex games. I've played those many, many times. I can't... Like, I can't like think of anything. Oh, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, all the Fallouts. I played Tony Help. Hawk. I played Help Willie at least three times. Oh yeah, I played all those, all the all the all of our RPG Maker games. <laughs> did you like unlock all? Did you? So you didn't unlock the last ending? I didn't unlock the final ending, but I think when I open it now, I can't put my name in anymore. So I feel complete. Right, so, I mean, the game knows you're dead to it. There's a couple of there's a couple of Silent Hills I played a few times. I really can't think yeah. of something I played three times. What the hell did oh, I play? I, three I played times? the hell out of Silent Hill too. That's good. That's a good one. Oh man, nothing. Literally nothing comes to mind. Like I know you played Sunless Sea, so you haven't done that more than once. I, I like, didn't. You, I didn't play Sunless Sea. I haven't picked. Oh up really? Yet. And, uh, I was going to on the last Steam sale, and then oh. I don't remember what happened. Something. Well, Sunless Sun, Sun Sea gives you incentive to play more than once because each time a uh, captain dies, uh, you can inherit some of their legacy into the next captain. Mm. Okay, but but is Sunless Sea a game where you like hit an ending, or is it just something like, where like is it more like you a roguelike kind of thing? I mean, you could definitely. If you hit all your goals for that captain, then it's, you know, technically... Because, like, cause like I definitely played, like, FTL three times, if we're talking about something like that. Yeah, I think that counts. Sort of, I guess? And Invisible Ink, I played more than three times already. I guess by that reasoning, I also played uh, uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I mean, that was your chance to segue into the next game, but okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so anyway, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego as a game? So you guys won't believe this. There's this woman whose name, his name is Carmen Sandiego, which is already, a, I think we're stretching the believability a little bit. And uh, she, she steals something. Every game, she steals something. First, it's like the, the Golden Gate Bridge, and then it's like the... Um, oh, God. Yeah, no, I mean, she's not, like, she's not stealing, like, a painting. She's stealing, like, a, a, a giant like a monument. What, what do you call a woman with no arms and no legs on a grill? Car- Carmen Sandiego. Carmen Sandiego? Patty. Oh, I all right. Tell me about Invisible Ink. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell us more of those humdinger jokes you got there. <laughs> do you have this, a, don't lie, a do you have a web page up with those? <laughs> I do now. What do oh. you call what do you call a woman with no no arms and no legs in a dishwasher? I don't I don't Dawn. Dawn. Uh, I got it. Really Very good. Yeah. I, I'm serious, we can talk about Carmen San Diego some more. 
So invisible ink. I guess if I guess if Ronan is gunpoint meets Mark the Ninja, then invisible ink would be XCOM meets Mark and the Ninja. So every, well, and I mean this one has more of an excuse to be inspired by Mark and the Ninja because it's yes. made by Clay. It's who, made by Clay, who also made Mark of the Ninja. Who also made Mark of the Ninja. So they've gotten pretty good at stealth. Um, Invisible Ink, I think I really liked it when I first played it, and I think I liked it less each subsequent time I played it. I didn't like it when I played it at PAX, but I was also having it explained to me by a guy who obviously didn't want me there. <laughs> and if I didn't, if I didn't like get something immediately, he was very exasperated. Oh, God, fine. And that game, that game is difficult to demo because there, I feel like there's enough going on. I can't imagine the demo is very well at all. No, I would say, I, and I think that's why my impression of it is so negative is because I basically had 15 minutes to have someone else like show me to how to play it. And uh, I, I'm sure it's frustrating for him because he's been doing it all day with a bunch of other people. And then it's frustrating for me because I'm I, just paid to be here. <laughs> yeah what a bummer right i'm just paid to be at this i mean but i i get it though because it, it's like it, it's like giving someone else instructions for how to like make a cake but you it would be so much faster if you just stepped in and made the cake you know what i mean so that's me i'm the bad cake maker you are a pretty bad cake maker though anyway. we didn't want to have to tell you i'm i'm glad you figured it out on your own <laughs> so you guys won't be having any more of my cake no no no, no keep cake. making it we're not picking. You won't get better, but you can keep making it. Yeah. Well, all right then. Consider Please it done. You can make your bad cakes. By the way, just a quick side note: Carmen San Diego returns came out this year, 2015, May 14th. So we could be playing Carmen San Diego. Oh my God! There's a free version. All right. Well, I've got my night mapped out. Dawn of the Carmen of the San Diegos. Dawn of the <laughs> Carmen of the San. All right. Tell me more about Invisible Ink. So how? It, it sounds like you. What 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 caused these? Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What caused these diminishing returns? Where you slowly, you know, started enjoying the game less and less. The end game, the end game caused it. Um, you know, it's very much like it's very much XCOM, right? It's where you can fuck up, and where your fuck ups will cost you dearly, um, and your game can end prematurely if you like kind of fuck up too much. So the premise is this. You work for a hit company named Invisible Inc. Um, there is like an advanced AI computer system named Incognita that's responsible for keeping all your agents secret and doling out your missions and uh, giving you intelligence and helping you guys hack into big corporations, all this kind of shit. It's very, very steeped in Shadowrun lore. You know, it's not quite Shadowrun, but it definitely, um, you, can see, you can see the influences. So your goal is you have 72 hours to get Incognita back in line, back online, and you only have 72 hours to gear up against the corporations and fight back. So uh, each mission is stealth. You know, again, like Ronin, it's one hit. Your agent gets it once they're killed. You have to sneak around and find whatever the objective is. Usually it's another agent or it could be cash to buy more stuff or can be a program for incognita or it could be a weapon. Um, and then you get to the final mission, which is infiltrating the corporate headquarters and getting incognita back online. So I think, I think that end game where you get her back online and I think 
the goals being so similar to one another, each time you play it, it tends to get just a bit more boring and a bit more frustrating. And I'll, I'll separate that into two separate parts, right? So with Incognita in the end game, you have a guy named Monster. And your goal with Monster is you have to get him to hack into the security, car, the security of this building, and then you have to get him to open the door so you can run inside with Incognita. Each time you use Monster, um, it's going to sick the AI, the computer AI on you. They're going to like send every guard they have. Uh, they're probably going to kill you a ton and corner you and all this kind of shit. And I discovered that in this endgame sequence, especially on the higher difficulties, your best laid plans do not matter because there's always going to be some bullshit that the game is able to throw at you that's going to completely throw you off. And it like it'll literally, it'll literally take monster like six or seven or eight turns to do his tasks that he has to do each time. So you just have to kind of do your best to stave off the bad guys. Um, and sometimes your very best just doesn't matter. And I think, you know, the game is more fun when you feel like you're fucking up and you're incapable of meeting the challenge, but when it's so stacked against you, um, you know, that you can make a backup plan and a backup plan to your backup plan and still lose, I think that's when it gets to be not fun. Uh, and I'll give you an example. So, I set up a series of traps one time when I uh, set Monster into the control room to hack this place. I do a pretty good job of misleading people, of sending them in the wrong direction. They fall for a couple of my traps, um, and it gets down to the wire where I had to get Monster out and get him to the next room. I say, okay, I can set one more bomb up and get these guys. I set a bomb up. Um, I get some of these guys. I don't get all of them. I miss one. He uses that as an opportunity to kill my agent. I say, okay, I have one last shot to get him away from Monster. I'm going to send another agent in to snipe him. I send my, my agent in to snipe this guy. And the AI randomly decides it's not going to go after any agent but Monster. Like, that's the one it decides that's going to go after and kill. And once it kills him, that's basically game over. There's nothing else I can do. Um, it's a very random element, right? Like, it's very... I guess I guess it's kind of like um, Sunless Sea or FTL or um, even, you know, Never Go Home where you're going to face a random element that fucks you. But it feels like I had laid out such an airtight plan that there's no way I should have lost and I still lost. Mm. Um, Is it just me or games that have you set traps really boring? No, because you know, I think I think I'm really into the stealth element. I think you know, it's it feels great when you set an effective trap and you watch like a ton of guys fall for it. Um, you know, it's all turn based. It's it's a lot like um, uh, Shadowrun, as I said. It's a lot like Hair Brain Screen Shadowrun, and and it's awesome when they fall into a trap and it works. It's just not as awesome when you set a trap and then they ignore it and there's nothing else you can do about it. Do you guys remember? Just as a side note, do you guys remember this game? I, I, yes, I I may have imagined, <laughs> I may have imagined this game. So help me, but you you like set up a dungeon and you set it up with a bunch of traps, and then other players can come and try and run your dungeon, and then if they hmm. beat it successfully, they like earn some kind of treasure or something, um, and that gives them the ability to expand their own dungeon that players are always... Does this sound familiar to anybody, or did it I just... It sounds kind of like Dungeon Master, but not quite. Did I just make this up? 
dungeon it? dungeon trap. I'm gonna type in dungeon trap. Game. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's another that dungeon, a game. I feel like there's another dungeon master s game. Oh, I dungeon land. It's such as a dungeon land. I don't think it's dungeon. I don't think it has dungeon in it. Death trap dungeon. No. Night trap. Night night trap. <laughs> no, it's not that either. Um, so I'll give you I'll give you my last problem while you figure this out. My last problem with the game. It's not crawl, and but it's a lot like crawl. It's that every single goal in Invisible Ink is the same exact thing. Mission is go into a stage, you get this item, and get out. Um, and it always change, right? It, depending on the type, type of mission you get. Sometimes it's a blank key card. Sometimes it's an agent, but it's always go in, get this item, and get out. And after you've done that, you know, a couple hundred times, it just gets to be really, I don't care anymore. Not only that, but the items you're getting for the final battle really aren't that helpful. Uh, Invisible Ink is a game that discourages getting into combat whatsoever. There's like one combat-oriented character, and if you get her into a serious gunfight, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so even once you get to the final battle, you're still going to be want you're still going to want to use stealth, and you're still going to not want to get caught and use the same exact tactics you've been using the entire game. So there's no real, oh, we turned the tide, it's time to shoot the fireworks off and blow shit up. Um, you know, and it gets, it gets to be, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess I, I was going to give it a four originally, but after the attrition set in, this is like a solid three. By the way, um, I, can't, I can't find this game, but I do know this. Carmen San Diego returns. God. The new version requires the Intel RealSense camera so that you can use motion controls like hey, Carmen I also, San Diego. I also played Invisible Apartment. Always what is that? Is that that's not real. That's Cyberpunk too. Is it real? Is that a real thing? Uh-huh, and you can play it for free on Steam. Oh, cool. I just but but for, for real for a second, I want you guys to know that the gesture controls in Carmen San Diego are used to pilot a drone. So that is just t- a drone plane. <laughs> so, Michael, how's your shadow run? So we've, we've moved on in 2015 to airstriking Carmen Sandiego. This, this is what our children will grow up thinking is normal. <laughs> it's like Ender's Game is real now. So wait, what's that about Shadowrun? How's, how's your research coming? Um, man, I have a soft spot in my heart for Shadowrun because it was the first game that I, you know, tabletop RPG I ever played. But it's kind of a fucking mess. <laughs> why? Why is that? It's just so complicated. Like you're you, you're gonna have to like consult a table that'll reference you to another table, and this is just so you can determine like how many dice you need to roll. I I felt like while I was reading the rules that it seemed like way more than I should need to. Even just the mechanic of rolling the dice, it feels like I don't need that many dice. I shouldn't need that many dice for anything. Well, you know, it's funny. This is the um, the system they're using now was actually I think they put it in place to lessen the amount of dice you need. That's... But in doing so, they added a bunch of rules that make rolling dice even harder than it needs to be. I don't. I I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I just need like twelve a twelve sided die. That would be fine. I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. 
So I guess we can't. We won't be expecting to play that on the podcast anytime soon. No, we'll we'll, we'll just have to pare down the rules. There's no. You know uh, what? You know what, Jared? I want to say this. I do want to say that I did soup like getting home from school when I was a kid, and turning on PBS and sitting down and watching <laughs> Carmen Sandiego. Uh huh. That was like my afternoon right there. Oh, well, I really am. I really am kind of fascinated in this because this game has like. Every every customer review of this game is one star, and because it seem it seems as though it seems as though nobody has gotten it to work. There's one review that's three stars, but his review even says he can't download it. So I don't even know why he gave it three stars. And they're all verified purchases. Every single one of them is a verified purchase, and none of them have been able to play the game because they wanna, don't have an say, Intel RealSense camera. Because no one has an Intel RealSense camera. I, I want to say this is kind of the worst cyberpunk podcast ever. I think Carmen San Diego's very cyberpunk. She's hey, not tune cyberpunk in next week all. for an even worse one. What is more cyberpunk than stealing the Statue of Liberty? That's not. How does that? What does that have to do with cyberpunk? I don't. I'm pretty sure that it's a neuromancer. She's got a mohawk. <laughs> Here, I'm going to Google it. I, I, oh, yeah. So, does the fact I have a mohawk now make me cyberpunk? Um, uh, no, no more than you used to cyberpunk. be. You also need, um, you also need uh, like, hard plastic installed well, over well, your eyes. Yeah, yeah. What if I start, what if I start using the ride board? <laughs> All right, well. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you guys about my cyberpunk idea? No, but you can, you, that sounds like a great way to ride off into the sunset so, of this podcast. It stars, it stars a guy named Shades Katana. Okay, and cool name. He has, to, he has to infiltrate a place called Omega Corp. I, have you been reading my diary? Because <laughs> I have something very similar ab- about Blind's Broadsword. <laughs> and I'm worried that you're going to steal my intellectual property. Well, you know what? Let's, um, let's race each other and we could get some healthy competition out of it. Wait a minute. This sounds very similar to Sunglasses Knife Guy. <laughs> hey Doug, where's yours? Prescription lenses, Ginzu blade. <laughs> Ooh, that's the one I want. Never mind. <laughs> Let's forget the rest of these. Did you guys? Just as a side note, did you guys see that um, the the Minecraft movie is happening and it's being directed by the guy from Always Sunny in You know why we we haven't talked what? about any of these video game movies that are happening now? I, I don't about? I don't mind a deviation. Let's we could. There is a Minecraft movie and it's directed by Rob Mikula, whatever. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Let's let's talk about the BBC. Uh, Grand Theft Auto movie starring Daniel Radcliffe. Did you? As, did, I, did I see Bill Paxton in there too? Yes, Bill Paxton's in it. So who who is is this like one of them is playing Dan Hauser or like what is this? Yeah, one of the, one is Sam Hauser, and I I don't know. I feel like what is um oh my god, what is the name of that asshole that everyone hated for a while because he hated video games? Uh, Jack, uh, Jack Thompson. Thompson. I think, isn't that who Bill Paxton's supposed to be playing? Oh, is that what they're doing? I think so. I'm not oh, sure. That's weird. It is weird. So it's going to be like, uh, it's going to, because, you know, after the social network, um, Hollywood realized that they can make a movie out of anything. <laughs> out of anything in Silicon Valley, yeah. I mean, if you can turn Facebook into a movie, I think Duncan Jones said this. I was, I was reading, I was not reading, I was watching an interview with Duncan Jones, who was making the Warcraft movie, and... 
he made a comment that said after after they proved that you can make Facebook into a movie, I realized you can make anything into a movie. <laughs> you see, but here's and the, now here's I'm the making thing. Warcraft. See, here's the thing though with um with with Grand Theft Auto and with the Steve Jobs movie and with Facebook movie, it was about the guy behind the thing. The Warcraft movie is not about Chris Menson. Right, sure, of course not. He's gonna make it like that. <laughs> when it's gonna be, be about arthritis or whatever. Arthritis, King Arthritis, <laughs> the Lick King, the, the Lick King. Mm. My knuckles hurt. <laughs> Why did I have to go somewhere so fucking cold? No, <laughs> oh, man, poor, poor King. They could, they can make the, they can make the, um, the prescription glasses Games of Blade movie after. All right, guys, so let's do a hypothetical here. Jared uh, assigns you to go and watch one of these movies, the Grand Theft Auto movie, the Minecraft movie, or Warcraft movie. Which movie do you go watch? You have to see one of them all the way to the end, including after the credits, in case there's a secret scene. I would probably watch the Warcraft movie, just even though I know it's going to be so bad. You're going to see it anyway. I, I watched the Warcraft movie because I already put up with the Warcraft comic book, and nothing can be worse than that. Michael, this is you're the only person here that I think it might actually kill. Yeah, I'm probably going to go see the Minecraft movie just because I'm <laughs> so curious. Like, what the fuck is it about? I don't, I don't know. Did you guys see the trailer for the Telltale game? Oh, did they release the trailer for yeah, the Telltale one? Yeah, it's starring Patton Oswalt. <laughs> It actually it looked better than it ha- probably has any business being, but because still, it's Telltale, but still very suspicious. So wait, what what the fuck are you talking about? There's a Minecraft game of the game. It's a it's a game. <laughs> it's a game about the game. It's a game about the game, and it's starring Pat Oswalt and Tales uh, from the Minecraft. What's it called? It, no, it's <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the new Lay's chips. <laughs> Oh man, what was it? Somebody <laughs> posted gravy. Yeah. Oh, that makes me mad. <laughs> this podcast probably should have ended 17 minutes ago. I'm pretty sure Jerry's not recording anymore. No, that's, well, I'd like to. I'd like to say maybe I'll just have to do this offline. All right. <laughs> if you enjoyed our podcast today, God help you. <laughs> May God have mercy on your yeah, soul. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but I would encourage you to go check out our website. It's enemyslime.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, if you feel like writing to us, contact at Enemy Slime. If you think of that game that I was thinking of, if you could figure out what it is, because I know Overlord? it's real. Uh, I don't think so. Overlord's the one where you control like minions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not that. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll we'll figure that out too. But uh, yeah, I think with that, we should definitely be out. Can you help us by the